Welcome to Wild Tater, the Food Forest Podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we're going to talk about the nanny berry. Now, many people have heard of different kinds of viburnum, mostly because of their ornamental value, uh, but the nanny berry is a viburnum that has a lovely edible berry that we'll talk about. The nanny berry is viburnum lentago. It is part of the uh, somewhere between shrub and understory layer. It tends to be um, get to about 15 feet tall, so we'll say understory for now, which brings up a quick little tangent I'd like to uh, go into. Um, as far as layers are concerned, depending on your area, on the type of foliage that you normally get in your area, the different heights and so forth of the general population, your cover story or, or uh, canopy layer, as it's uh, generally called, and your understory layer, shrub layer, and so forth, may actually be different sizes. In an area where trees tend in the wild to grow 300 feet tall, for example, you may consider a 50-foot tree an understory layer. But um, in areas like mine, where juniper uh, is kind of the king of the area and they tend to grow, you know, 25 feet at their highest, then um, you may have anything over 25 feet be the canopy layer. And so, you know, you're kind of adjusting these layers to your area, to your climate and so forth. And so these uh, labels as an understory as a cover story, as an herb layer, and so forth, may depend very much on your particular area. So keep that in mind when we talk about layers, uh, forest layers. Okay, the nanny berry can be grown generally from zones two to eight. Now that is a pretty broad range of cold hardiness uh, <laughs> level that we're talking about, and something particularly good for these cold hardy zones. That means it should be able to withstand cold down to negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 45 degrees Celsius. Now some sources list the uh, nanny berry as being cold hardy to zone 3, but uh, the consensus seems to be leaning toward 2. So if you're barely a 2, then you might not want to risk it, but if you are a 3, you should do just fine with the nanny berry as far as cold is concerned. The soil pH is also very versatile uh, from 5.0 to 8.0. Its watering needs are basically average, but it does prefer moist ground. It can withstand sopping wet ground, so if you've got an area with a pond or you know, if you've got a river or something, maybe just a leaky hose somewhere, this will probably do okay uh, right near there so that the ground is plenty wet. But that said, once it is established, it can tolerate short seasons of drought. The blooming season is mid-spring, harvest season, September to October. Now, as far as the fruiting age, I've as yet not been able to find any very clear information about uh, when it uh, fruits, but uh, other viburnums seem to produce their fruit around 
year four or five, uh, such as the highbush cranberry that we mentioned uh, in a previous episode. It uh, generally grows about five years. Um, so somewhere between four and five years is probably when you can expect. Uh, the average mature yield of fruit, I also could not find anything around. In fact, uh, many viburnums, uh, my research has yet, has yet yielded nothing in terms of, of how much they can produce. The only one I could find was the highbush cranberry that we've previously discussed, and it yields about 20 pounds of fruit per year once it's a mature tree. So whether that's, you know, similar for nannyberry, I can't say for sure. That's a cousin plant, not quite closely enough related to be able to cross-pollinate each other, but um, nevertheless a viburnum, and so therefore somewhat similar. Elderberries are also in the same family, not in the same viburnum genus, and uh, they don't produce quite that much, but uh, they will produce like 10 pounds, I think, uh, on a mature tree. So anyway, uh, to, in order to pollinate the nanny berry, viburnums are kind of a funny one. They're kind of tricky. Um, you cannot get them, you won't get them to grow fruit or flower. I mean, sorry, they'll flower, but they won't grow fruit without another nanny berry of a different variety or a nanny berry from seed, but they will also cross-pollinate with a few other viburnums, including uh, the viburnum obovatum, viburnum cassinoides, or cassinoides, viburnum nudum, viburnum elatum, viburnum rufidulum, and viburnum prunifolium. Now these are also known as small leaf viburnum, southern wither rod, the smooth wither rod, rusty black haw, or black haw viburnum also. So if you have any of those or are interested in any of those, I highly recommend the black haw if you're if you're wanting to get a you know a variety of these things because that will be another one that we'll discuss as a, a really good food one is black haw viburnum. Probably the rusty black haw would work too, but uh, black haw viburnum. From some viburnum experts, I've heard that that's the best tasting of the vi viburnums, including highbush cranberry, so forth. Um, black haw is a favorite among many. Anyway, but the nanny berry is also quite delicious. We'll talk about that in a moment. Their size at maturity is 15 to 20 feet high. Not usually quite as tall as the 20 feet, but they do get that high sometimes, um, which is 4.5 to 6 meters tall. And then from 10 to 15 feet wide, or 3 to 4.5 meters wide. Their sun needs, they do prefer full sun, but they can take shade to full sun. But these are another one that will fruit better in the sun. So if you're wanting fruit, you want them in the sun if possible. Their preferred habitat is a moist forest edge, a lake shore, a riverbed. Again, when we talk about these uh, preferred habitats, we're talking about their ideal. Like if, if they could choose any 
a preferred habitat. That's probably what they would prefer, mostly because their native wild habitat is those kind of habitats. So it doesn't mean that if you don't have that, don't bother with this. You know, they, again, we talked about, you know, quite the alkaline soil they will take, and they're rather a little bit drought tolerant if they're well established and, and you know, so forth. Those are not necessarily their ideal, but they can grow there. And in fact, I would recommend that amidst your growing um, in as close to ideal of habitats, that you do get some to grow in less ideal habitats simply because you can get them to adapt to that area. If you could get to the point, for example, where you've got because you keep growing from seed, the, you know, every couple of years, a new nanny berry that is, you know, to the point where there's one growing in a really, really dry area and, and without any drought problems at all, where, where there's drought problems, but it's not suffering from those drought problems at all, you would have yourself a unique nanny berry that is extremely drought tolerant and one that not only would be able to survive very well in your area, but also that you could market and sell out to others in drier areas. Um, so I, you know, I highly recommend that you plant some of your plants outside of their, their preferred habitat, just so you can allow for that adaptation over time. Okay, their growth rate is fast. 2 to 2.5 feet per year is pretty average, or 60 to 75 centimeters a year. Their natural reproductive rate is medium, um, mostly by root spread, uh, or suckers, as, as some people like to call it. Um, though this tends to happen a little bit more in their older years. Um, and I will say, too, lest you're worried about, uh-oh, you know, suckers, we're going to have it take over the world. That's not likely. Uh, these are not considered an aggressive or invasive plant. In fact, often they are, they are placed in a location in order to discourage other more invasive plants. So things that do grow invasively, they say plant this one instead. So, um, so it's, you know, that's, and that's why it comes out as a medium uh, reproductive rate, even though they do sometimes have those suckers. Propagation methods might include uh, rooting branch cuttings, uh, be that hardwood or softwood. If, if you just nanny, you know, Google nanny berry propagation, you'll get all kinds of ideas for that. And, and the different methods for doing that are going to be based on whether you're doing hardwood or softwood, your climate, all those kinds of things can affect that. They're also propagated by seed, by scarification or stratification. Scarification is where you nick the seed and then maybe soak it overnight or something. If the seed is puffed up um, over, you know, overnight or after, over a couple of days or whatever, then you've been successful and you can then plant it. If it is not, it means it has not yet penetrated to the layer that will start the growing process. They're also propagated by severing root sprouts. You know, we talked about the suckers, um, digging those out and planting them elsewhere. 
And uh, just remember, if you're trying to do adaptation and trying to get uh, things to grow, um, new adaptations, you'll have to go f uh, by seed. That's, that's the only way that that's really going to make a unique variety. Anyway, their average lifespan, probably about 40 years. They have been known to live longer, but that's average. The plant family is Adoxaceae which is the family of viburnums and elderberry. Okay, so if you can't find nannyberry at your local nursery, before you give up, also ask if they have sheepberry or sweet viburnum. These are the same plant, just different names for the same plant. Of course, you're gonna want to check the botanical name, make sure it is viburnum lentago um, before you assume it's actually a nannyberry. But uh, because it's got those different names, sometimes stores will not know that they actually do carry them. But one of the reasons that they do carry them, even if by other names, is because of their incredible aesthetic appeal. They're beautiful bushes. They are uh, very closely related to snowball bushes. They look like snowball bushes with those puffy white patches of flowers on them and um, you know which makes for a beautiful spring garden and uh, not to mention all the pollinators they bring in bringing in dozens of species of pollinators in fact um, and it's in fact its size and shape um, kind of put it in the same functional uh, category as the lilac um, so they can be used as a hedge um, a very sweet smelling hedge at that but also the um, lush green leaves in the summer just they're they're gorgeous they're it'll be thick in the summer with those green leaves and then as we go into autumn they will have a unique red uh kind of a, a purplish red maybe maroon red color leaves in the autumn and then of course the fruit so let's talk about the nannyberry fruit which as a forest uh, food forester I am very interested in personally. Now the nannyberry fruit looks something like a cross between an elderberry and a honeyberry, a kind of a blue-black oval shape and somewhere between the size of those two, so maybe half inch to three-quarter inch uh, size fruit. And, and they grow in a bunch, so they're not hard to harvest. You will want to make sure to either spit out or remove the seed since that part is not generally considered edible. I have not heard of it being toxic, but um, they're also not an insignificant part of the fruit in terms of size and so forth. So, you know, think of it like a cherry pit, I guess you could say, but a little bit different shape, kind of a flatter. Anyway, um, so, you know, spit out the seed or take the seeds out before you cook with it. The flavor of the nanny berry is quite pleasant, and it's uh, it been compared to the taste of figs, prunes, dates, and bananas. So think of that kind of fig-banana flavor-ish. Uh, nanny berries can be eaten fresh or dried, cooked, and are sometimes used in making cakes, sauces, and even pudding. There's a nanny berry pudding that we're putting in the uh, Pinterest board and under the dessert section. Come check it out. And uh, because of that slightly figish flavor, 
I can't help but, uh, but think that maybe the nanny berry pudding would be a nice substitute for figgy pudding at Christmas time. So we'll also put it in our Christmas food category because of that. So anyway, try out the nanny berry. Beautiful, tasty, win-win. And with that, thanks you guys again for listening. Thank you.